Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Getting Our Crap Together, Getting Our Stuff Together, Getting Our Shit Together podcast. I'm your host, Don, and today it's a beautiful, sunny day here where I'm at in Ohio. It's about 1.40 in the afternoon, and I just want to say thank you to everyone who listened to the first episode. I know it was a bit of a downer. But I thought it was important for me to get everything out there, get all the information uh, out of my head and and information out of my heart. Things don't always go the way that we want them to go, uh, but it's time to make that change like we talked about. Uh, change is an active thing like we talked about on the first episode, and I'm actively making it better. It's tough sometimes, but you know what? As we said, change is action. Change is an active thing, and there is something that we can do about it. So that's why we're here today, getting our shit together. Anyways, I have a few topics uh, that I want to talk about. The first one is, uh, you know, I talked to you guys about Gary John Bishop. If you don't know who Gary John Bishop is, I recommend that everyone Google that. Uh, he has a Facebook page. He has many, I think there's five or six books out. So it's super important to me. Uh, and for anyone who's listening to this podcast and wants to continue to listen to the podcast, that maybe you check out where my philosophies are going to come from. Gary John Bishop is a fantastic guy. He has a way with words. Uh, he doesn't mince words at all. He lets you know where he stands and and exactly what he thinks uh, needs to be done by people. And and the thing about Gary John Bishop is is he's very non-specific, but everything kind of flows specifically to each one of us uh, individually. And and that's what's great about him is he talks in general terms, but we all can can get some information and some guidance from those things. But anyways, today. Uh, I want to read just a quote from Gary John Bishop and then maybe talk about it a little bit. The quote is, The world's filled with people desperately trying to hold together what they ultimately don't want. Again, the world is filled with people desperately trying to hold together what they ultimately don't want. Boy, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet, as uh, one of my old ministers would say way back in the day, thanks Leonard Stone, is your wood wet? I'm drying mine out. At least I'm trying. And that is really profound to me because it's absolutely true about 99.9% of the people in this world. You know, most people, um, even though they may seem happy, are, you know, everyone I think wants to make some type of change. And even if you're happy, there are things about your life that you want to change. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's your money situation. Maybe it's your weight. Uh, maybe it's, you know, your, your marriage is crumbling. And maybe you don't get along great with your mother, or your father, or your children, whatever the situation is. So there's always, always people out there trying to hold together something that in the long run is not really where they want themselves or their lives to be. I know that uh, this is something for me, obviously, that uh, 
that really rings true. And the fact of the matter is, is that as unhappy as I've been with things in my life, um, you know, my self-esteem, my weight, my place in the world, I've fought hard to hold on to those things. And I think the part of the reason that we do that is, is that we as people don't like change. You know, we go through our lives every day and we consciously or subconsciously make the decision of how our day is going to go. Let me give you an example. The night before, you may have had an argument with your significant other, as petty as it may have been, or as big as it may have been, whether it would have been about your bank account and paying the bills, your sex life, or something as simple as, hey, where are we going to go grab something to eat tonight? I know that's, that's the battle that, that all married people go through, or at least most, I shouldn't say all. I'm sure there are a few people out there who always agree on where we're going to go grab something to eat. Unfortunately, uh, that's not my experience. <laughs> I've been married for 26, almost 27 years, and that is still a battle, which, you know, you know, looking back on those things, you can crack up. But um, as silly as that is, you know, you wake up the next morning and, you know, that, that bad mood still has a hold on you. And it may manifest manifest itself in different um, situations, different uh, ways. You know, you may consciously remember what happened. You may consciously, uh, you know, go wake up in the morning and go, oh, I'm, you know, I'm upset that you did that or that you said that or whatever the situation may be. And we, you know, that can dictate what happens to us the rest of our day. And I know for me, um, I'm very mercurial and, uh, you, you'll have to excuse me. That's a new word that I've learned. I've heard it a million times, but I really understand it now. That's, uh, someone whose moods are up and down, someone who's very moody. And I'll be honest with you, that can be me. I deal with things like depression and, and, uh, lack of self-worth no self-confidence, things like that. I know that sounds surprising to some people as I sit here and do a podcast, but it may not be that way if I had to look at you in the eye or sit across the table from you. You know, luckily right now I'm looking at a at a microphone and an iPad as I record this episode, so I can do this. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that these are things that that can affect us. You know, instead of waking up every morning and saying to ourselves, you know what, this is a new day. Uh, we're going to move on and we're going to solve this in a in a reasonable way. Or, or if it's something small, we're just going to forget about it and move on. Um, I, I, I've struggled with that in the past and I'm, you know, I still struggle with it. I think, I think it's again, a conscious decision that we make every day, but again, we, we hold on to these things that we truly, truly don't want, you know, we hold on to, uh, 
you know, whether it be relationships or jobs or even things like weight. And we, we actively try to hold on to those things because it's what we know. And these words by Gary John Bishop, you know, the world's filled with people desperately trying to hold together what they ultimately don't want. Man, that really rings true. And I, I think that probably the vast majority of you, you know, if you're willing to look at things this way, you would agree. You would agree. You know, we, uh, we say, you know, I need to make more money. And, but what do we do? What do we do? We, we coalesce to the things in our lives and the situation that we're in now because we're afraid. We're afraid, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with fear. There's absolutely nothing wrong with fear. And listen, guys, I'm telling myself this as much as I'm telling you, there's nothing wrong with fear. But the fact of the matter is, is that when it boils down to it, we can't allow that fear to keep us from doing or saying or loving or anything. The fear of, of switching jobs or moving to a new city or losing weight. And I know, you know, I know the, the people out there who aren't heavy are saying the fear of losing weight, boy, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. It sounds like a good thing, but you know, we deal with things differently as individuals. And for the most part, people who hold on to a lot of weight, there are a lot of what we would consider underlying issues, but that's where the fear comes in, right? Oh, you know, it's a lot of hard work. It's, it's going to take me out of my comfort zone and I'm going to be, I'm going to be sore and, or whatever we can come up with, but we can't allow that fear to hold us back. And that's, that's something that's very, very difficult to learn. You know, I think that when it comes to things in our lives, we worry way too much about what other people think. And, and, you know, let me know. I mean, let me know what you think. You know, I, I don't think I've, I've given you guys this, so I'll go ahead and do it now just so that we can get it out. Um, getting our shit together has a email address and the email address is Grinding, G-R-I-N-D-I-N-G dot G-O-S-T as in Tom, ghost, getting our shit together at gmail.com. But let me know what you think about that. You know, let, let me know what you think about whether or not we, we hold on to, to things that we ultimately don't want and whether or not we feel that we care too much about what other people think. I'm, I'm sure that you guys would agree with me. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that, but I still like to hear what you guys have to say. But I, you know, we, we deal in a day and age of, of social media, hmm. right? We deal in a day and age of people being able to respond negatively and or positively, uh, much more usually negatively to what we're doing, because, uh, you know, as I told you guys in the last episode, I'm, I'm almost 50 years old. I got about a year to go. And in my day and age, when I was young, when I was in my teens and in my twenties, 
we didn't have the internet. We didn't have Facebook. We didn't even have MySpace. You can imagine that. Uh, some people are probably going, what, what is MySpace? Well, exactly. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, most people, you know, we had a, maybe a handful of people or maybe, maybe upwards of 20 people who knew what we did on a daily basis. But now in this, this day and age of the internet, thousands upon thousands of people, thousands upon thousands, even upon thousands of people can, know, can not that they do, but can know exactly what we do uh, pretty much minute by minute day by day, you know, and, and for some reason we care way more now than we did then. And maybe it's just because there are so many people who can comment on what we do and we can read those comments. It's not just gossip, but we can see those things and that's why we care. But you know what? The fact of the matter is, is we don't have to put it out there. We choose to put it out there. So, you know, I know a lot of people, including myself at times, who say things like, I don't care what people think. Well, I mean, that's just not true. That's just not true. And, and, and you know, it, it's understandable, but yet it's something that holds us down. It's something that anchors us to our old lives, you know. And I think that that's something that, that like I said, email me and let me know what you think about whether or not it's a good thing or a bad thing. I'd like to hear what people have to say because ultimately I feel that the only person that matters, um, of what we, what we think they think is ourselves, you know, because we all have this inner voice that tells us whether or not we think we're good people. And, you know, some days are better than others. I totally understand that. So, um, but another thing that I wanted to talk about, uh, that, that, uh, a quote that I read, by Gary John Bishop is you don't find a purpose in life. You create one, you know, and, and I know that, that this is going to be tough for some people to hear, but, but I can tell you right now, you can't sit around and I'm speaking from experience. Like I said, I, I'm, it's not like I'm a super proactive guy. This is something that I'm realizing now 50 years in been waiting on my purpose been waiting on my purpose. And, you know, a lot of people will probably be upset with, with what I have to say about this, but it's true. And I think it holds true to everything that, that is important is that we are things, you know, we, we, we talked about that in the last episode, but those things being a husband, a wife, a mother, a father, a grandfather, a grandmother are, are daily routines. You know, I, I, I love baseball. I'm a big sports guy. I love music. I'm a big horror movie fan. That's true about me, by the way. I do. But those, those things are not who we are. Those are things we do. And we do them. Why? choice choice not everyone has children sorry not everyone who has children is a father or a mother that's an active choice that we make but the fact of the matter is is that when it when we really get down to the nitty gritty 
those things are not who we are. Those are things that we choose to do. Another thing is, who do we want to be? Again, those are things we are going to have to choose actively to do and be. I want to be compassionate. Throughout my almost 50 years on this planet, I've lacked a lot of empathy. Honestly, I mean, I'm just being straight with you guys. And as I got older, it became automatic. When someone says to me, hey man, I lost my job. I may not have said, oh man, you're a scumbag or, you know, to their face. But in my mind, I would have said, well, you must not have worked hard enough. You must have done something wrong. Or something like, ah, there's plenty of jobs out there. And that may be the case. But damn it, that's rough. That's rough. Who says things like that to themselves about other people? Someone who lacks empathy. You know, I realized probably about, I don't know, maybe two years ago or thereabouts that I was becoming that grumpy old man, the get off my lawn guy. You know, the guy, the guy as, you know, middle schoolers and teenagers, we hated, right? You know, the guy, you were afraid to go into his yard to pick up your, your ball or your Frisbee or whatever the situation was. I was becoming that guy. Wow. That is, that's eye opening. That's eye opening. Are you that person? Are you the, I don't really like to use this term, but are you the Karen? I am, or I was. When things didn't go exactly as I thought they should, if things didn't go exactly as you said they would, I became a Karen. I think that at the Amazon customer service headquarters, I think they have a picture of me up. I was the, you said it would be here in two days, and it wasn't, so now you got to pay, guy. I still struggle with this. I'm not big on astrology. I don't know if anybody out there is. But I'm the poster boy for a Libra. I have a problem with things that are, in my eyes, unfair. I'm that guy. And in my years of 
my childhood, you know, and I told you guys, I, I had a weird, um, maybe not so weird anymore, but I had a interesting childhood. And maybe you guys want me to go into that. I don't know, but I'll, I'll tell you a little bit about my childhood. I grew up with a single mother, my, my father, whom I knew a little bit as a child. I saw him here and there, but I grew up with a single mother. He didn't really do a whole lot. He didn't, he didn't pay his child support and all that good stuff. And he moved away and I, you know, never heard from him, not even on birthdays, never received a gift. Um, and I had a mother who was deeply entrenched in what other people felt and thought about her. Now, mind you, it didn't really matter a whole lot in the scheme of things, but in her mind, it meant a lot. And my mom has has passed away. Uh, She's been gone for almost 12 years now. Uh, She died at 64 of cancer. But my sister and I, I do have a sister, an older sister. She's a couple years older than me. We had a very different childhood growing up. My mom lived through my sister. I'll just put it to you that way. Let's, let's, let's say it like that. My sister got a lot of nice clothes and nice things. And I was the kind of kid who was given $5 and told to go to the arcade. You know, and a lot of people think I should be more upset about it than I am. Um, it's, Kind of after almost 50 years, you kind of go, well, you know, it is what it is. And here we are. Nothing I can do about it now. She's gone. So that's kind of, you know, my childhood. I, we, we grew up. My mom was married four times, um, always looking for uh, financial stability. And, you know, she didn't have it easy either, you know. But anyways, so I say that to say that's probably part of the reason that I've lacked a lot of empathy in my life. Wasn't given a lot of empathy, wasn't taken well care of mentally. But the for me, and as we talked about this um, on episode one, recognition and admission, at some point you have to move beyond that. Stop using it as an excuse. Stop blaming and decide to be different, to act different. And this is an ongoing process, guys. Listen, as new as you are to this podcast is as new as I am to the things that I'm telling you. Not to say I haven't heard them before. Not to say that I haven't thought about trying to change who I am and the way that I react to life. But I'm, this is, this is day two. This is literally day two. And part of the reason that I do this podcast is I want people to know, Hey, well, a, I need to get it out. Period. And two, people need to know 
that there are other people out there struggling with this exact thing. I know that if you have come to this podcast, you and I have something in common. Kindred spirits. Daily battle. Yin yang. I'm here. I'm here and I'm talking to you. I honestly don't know if anyone's out there listening. But if you are, I'm talking to you. Because I'm talking to me. Something's got to give, guys. Something has got to give. I'm willing to bet that you're as fed up as I am with the way things are going in your life. You know, and people, people who do know me from the outside probably say, that's a good dude. He's got a great situation. Got a great marriage. Three great kids. But you know who's got to put on my underwear every day? Me. I got to lace up my own shoes. And like I just said, it doesn't really matter what anybody else thinks. My demons are my demons. I don't show people my demons. Till today. Till yesterday, actually. That's when I began. Because the only way we can get through this is with help. Accountability. I can be your accountability. I can be the accountability you have always needed. I'm the accountability that no one else knows about. Now, I recommend that you find somebody physically that you can have accountability with, whether it be your brother, your sister, your wife, your good buddy, your girlfriend. And I'm so, so lucky to have my wife. I haven't had a lot of people in my life. Listen, I haven't had anyone in my life in 49 years other than my wife. Who will accept every word that comes out of my mouth. And still not feel differently about me. I haven't been the greatest husband. I've struggled. She's been there every step of the way. As have I with her. Am I tooting my own horn? Nah. 
you know, it's easy to be there for someone you know loves you unconditionally. That's simple. I want to be that person. I want to be that person for someone like you. Someone who who has no idea how in seven days they're going to pay the rent. I've been there. I've been there. I moved to the city of Nashville in 1991. I went down there to work at a at a company that needed help and I thought, you know what? I need a change. <laughs> I was 21 years old. I need a change. <laughs> Anyways, I moved down there on a whim. Literally on a whim. I slept in my car for two days at the riverfront, Nashville, Tennessee. Anybody who's ever been there knows what I'm talking about. This was pre-Tennessee Titans. I parked my car next to the public restrooms so I could use the restroom. And come Monday, I found me a place to stay. And that was pretty cool for about 30 days. And I remember, I remember there came a time, I was there for about a year. There came a time when I'm sitting there watching a TV, the old tube TVs, them monsters. And the TV and the light, everything went out. And I knew, I knew when it happened didn't pay that bill didn't have the money to pay that bill had too much of an ego to to ask for help I was 12 hours away from my family my ego was too big not that my family had it but my ego was too big and I remember thinking, man, I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I, uh, I went out to my car in the trunk. Sorry about my computer making noise, guys. But I went out to the trunk of my car. And I grabbed a 25-foot orange extension cord and my apartment was one of those apartments where you had to go into the hall to get to your doors that you know my door didn't lead to the outside and I stretched that cord into the hallway and there was a there was a plug in the hallway and I, I put it into my home
long it was I, I did that. Probably probably a couple weeks. So I got my next paycheck. But anyways, what I'm saying to you guys is I've been there. I've been where you are. I grew up that way. I grew up never knowing where my next meal was coming from. And that's the God's honest truth. There were times in my life when I didn't know. There were times in my life when we had no heat. We had uh, kerosene heaters in our house. And, and if anybody remembers back to those days, you know, that was a pretty dangerous thing to do. I remember when the toilet broke. And I had to flush the toilet by getting a bucket of water to flush the toilet. I'm not looking for sympathy, guys. What I'm looking for is for you to understand that there's probably not a whole lot you're going through that I haven't been through. Let's not wait. Stop waiting. I'm almost 50. If you're 20, good on you. Let's not wait. If you're 60 or 70 or 80, stop waiting. Waiting's going to get us nowhere. Let's do this together actively. I would really like for you guys to, to email me. Talk to me. Get it out. I can keep secrets. Let me know where you're at, what you're going through. I'm a great listener. I'm here for you just as much as I'm here for me. This is important for me, but it's just as important for you. I hope this finds you well on the day before the weekend. I hope you have a good weekend. If you're listening later, I hope you had a good weekend. Do something nice. Doesn't matter what it is. Carry somebody's groceries. Give them money for groceries. Pay for somebody at McDonald's. Thank a service member for their service. Thank a police officer. Thank a firefighter. Thank a teacher. I used to be a school bus driver. That was the job I quit. Thank a school bus driver. It's not easy. Actively, purposely do something. Do th something for someone else. I'm telling you right now, it'll make you feel like a million dollars. It ain't going to last. But you know what you do when it fades? You do something nice for somebody else. Let's be better, guys. Let's keep grinding. Every day's a grind. People say that about work all the time. You know what? Every day trying to be better is a grind. You ever stop try to sm trying to smoke? You ever stop trying to drink soda or pop as we call it here? It's a grind. You ever go on a diet? Man, I know there, there's a saying by a, a guy I used to, to read named Porter Freeman. And he used to say something like, 
bite of the bait is never worth the pain of the hook. If you're struggling with your weight, write that down. Put it somewhere prominent in your house. And I liken it to to dieting when I say something like, or actually to anything, when I say something similar to that, is that the struggle to do those things that are out of your comfort zone doesn't feel anywhere near as bad as doing something nice for somebody feels good. I appreciate you. I know you're out there. Talk to me. Keep grinding, guys. Peace. Shout out to Purple Planet Music.